Hi, this is Jimmy, and you're listening to Stage Door Medium. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 8, More to Life Than Broadway, featuring former green girl, style icon, and creator and founder of The Rose House, Hannah Corneau. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Stage Door Medium. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to air yet, but as you can tell, it's the holidays here. And um, again, I never know which, you know, which episodes air when. So if you notice, like, thankfully, the salons have opened back up for a little bit. So depending on a couple of the episodes that were airing, things got rough if you were watching the podcast. So now I feel like quaffed again. I'm ready. I'm ready to be seen again. So we have such a special guest today. Um, you know, I love all the people that I read. I'm very lucky that I, I never had like a, a bad, you know, um, a, a, you know, a negative experience with the Broadway folks I've read for. But it's it's a rarity that I leave one going like, I just feel like I, I made a new friend. And so um, we have, gosh, she's so talented. We're going to talk all about her today. Star of Wicked, Hedwig renaissance off broadway if you if you watch with carmel dean who was featured earlier so we have the the incredible hannah corneau here today hi hannah how are you hi i am so happy to be here thank I you so much i am so happy to have you here thank you thank you thank you um gosh so how are you doing how are you holding up in quarantine <laughs> oh my goodness i know I, we've got we talk about that we have we have answers to this question, right? Like it's such a crazy question because like of the year we've had, but I feel like we all have like our script. Um, So it's in response to a question like that, I'm okay, we are getting through, you know, I feel very lucky in in many ways that I'm blessed in my life, but it's been a a crazy year, but I'm good, I'm good. It's, you know, we're happy, we're healthy all you can ask for at this point you know so i say the exact same thing that's all you know really that's all i can hope for you know every day or every week i get through and i'm like all right we're all still healthy we're all still working it's a big it's a big blessing that i you know that i don't take for granted so um absolutely gosh there's so many things we're going to cover today but um I guess let, let's start with the, you know, I, I'm sure I, I know this is a staple question that you, you answer probably all the time, but um, how did you get the, like, did you always have the bug for theater? Like, did you know this is what you wanted to do? Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in, I've been in love with theater since I was like five. Um, growing up in kind of central New York, actually like near Buffalo, um, near the the Utica area. Um, but that's not too far, not too far. Yeah. The Stanley, the Stanley theater over in Utica. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've seen many a show there when sometimes when a tour is not coming to Buffalo, we would drive to go to the Stanley and stuff, but yeah, keep going. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm from, I grew up around there until I was like about seven and, and they just had an incredible, community theater scene there. Um, my, my dad was involved in a production of Annie with my sister. And I guess, you know, if I were to answer when the bug hit or like got me, it was that production. You know, it was so inspiring to see my father and sister emote that way, um, you know, and, and just have so much fun expressing themselves theatrically. And so I guess that was 
that that's when it hit, you know, and yeah, that's, that's when, and, and I was so lucky enough to be immersed in that great community theater scene until like I was about seven when, um, my family then moved to more, um, of the capital region area. And, you know, I was lucky enough to go to a wonderful school system that had an incredible theater program. Um, it was a public school, but like, you know, the, the fall play and the spring musical were just like, a big deal. Yeah. So I, you know, I was able to cultivate skills throughout my life. So I'm a lifer. It was, it was a long time ago when I caught the bug. For me, Annie was a big one too. I mean, I, I hadn't seen the production as a kid, but I mean, um, I was thinking about it recently, you know, with the, with the passing of Anne Ryan King, like that movie, I had that never movie. seen somebody like move like move like that and just the way like I remember being like a kid you know learning the you know the Fosse you know the the turn and like whispering we got Annie around the house and just um was there a show that like um a show that you saw that because for me it was probably it was probably Phantom in Toronto I saw that like for me I was like wow like this is like a this is like a world that I, I feel like I you know belong in Oh, wow. I love hearing that because yeah, I feel like, I feel like us theatrical enthusiasts have that moment of, wow, this is a world that I belong in. And just basically feeling the magic as cliche as that sounds. Um, the show that I saw, well, the first show that I saw on Broadway was Beauty and the Beast. And of course there was magic there. I mean, that was like when yeah. the castle turned around and I mean, it just was like, what is happening <laughs> but 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 i do distinctly remember seeing um brian darcy james play barrett in titanic and i just remember that performance kind of victoria clark too i mean she was so incredible in that production um i mean even even david elder too who who sang no moon that whole cast was just very, very charmed and, and the production was really unique. And so I remember I was a little bit older, of course, than when I saw Beauty and the Beast, but um, I was lucky enough to see Titanic because, you know, we're from the state of New York. So it's, it's a drive to the city, but it's not too far. But I remember seeing that when I was kind of a young adult and I was like, this is the world that I belong in. Yeah. You know, that feeling, it was like, wow. Gosh, I'd love to pick your brain too about, um, I guess let's just go, go to Hedwig. So I know we were talking about it, but before I started rolling, but can you talk about like, uh, I had a really good conversation with Alison K. Daniel about this idea of how we, uh, how as artists, we try to, uh, people are reminded that there's more to life than just Broadway as an artist, but at the same time, it's this it's tricky. It's a paradox because Broadway is still the pinnacle. And for so many people, I feel like there's this idea of I haven't made it unless I make it and get cast on Broadway. So could you go back and uh, your story? I read that article, you know, in, in the Chicago Tribune that we were talking about with you waitressing and then, you know, Hedwig magically popped up. And um, can you talk about that time in your life? Like, were you expecting Hedwig? Like, did you ever anticipate it? You know, anything you want to share about that? Yeah. Um, well, so I have been, I've been very, very, very lucky. Um, I was living in Chicago. I, it was out of school. I graduated from Syracuse university and, um, I immersed myself in that theater scene, but 
I was also doing contracts, you know, where I had to like strike the set after I performed like the, you know, month long run. And like, then I'd get paid, you know, it was, it was that. And I was like serving at this like actually pretty cool brunch spot in Chicago. Um, and Chicago is an excellent culinary scene. So it was very cool to work at a restaurant that was immersed in that scene um, with those people of that industry. Um, so that was a cool world to like get into and, and a, a cool group of people to, to know. So, but yes, I was waitressing. I was doing these shows at night. Um, and then I was introduced to um, a man named James Caleri, who has been a humongous champion in my journey um, in so many ways. Uh, and so he, he called me in for a show called Harmony and I got it. And that's what enabled me to move out of Chicago, um, do Harmony, do the out-of-town tryouts for Harmony, and then continue to work off-Broadway. And then Hedwig came about. So it was, you know, it was a journey. Like it was, and I say I'm lucky because there is no one way to climb the ladder to get to Broadway. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned like people people say like, oh, I, I need to reach this pinnacle. Otherwise I haven't made it yet. Oh my goodness. I would say some of the most formative, enjoyable times that I've ever had performing were not on Broadway. Yeah. So, you know, that's important to, to mention, I, I feel. Um, and I'm glad you bring that up. But yes, it was such a journey. And, and Hedwig was a huge break. It was a real break. And I felt so honored to be able to usher that story in and um my goodness replace lena hall like hello <laughs> she's like, wacky, amazing and you know she won the tony for that and um really like when i say she won the tony i really mean like she won the tony yeah. you know she, she did that track she choreographed her entire evening as Yitzhak. I mean, she's as much as a genius singer and actor as she is, like she's a brilliant dancer, mover. So she just, she just really laid out that groundwork for me to try to emulate as well as she did. Um, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And, and no, it's never expected. That's why I'm like, I'm like the luckiest person ever. You know, it's like, it's never expected. You, you, you pinch yourself all the time. That's very much though. It's funny. Like that's how it was when you had reached out to me like I am I'm such a fan of your work so I had never expected it's funny I, I I you know with having the business page I'm a little new to it so I didn't realize that there had been like a DM sitting there and like I'm, I'm hopping into the shower for the day and then like a notification comes up and it's like you know Hannah Corneau started following you and I'm like like I'm like what and then I, I you know you send me that sweet DM and you're like hi my name's Hannah and I'm like oh I know I know who you are and um you because you know I and, and and your voice is so it's so singular and it, what's so it, it's, and I, I, it's so crazy, incredible, the amount of talent that you have and the fact that you, your voice transitions so well to your own solo work as well, like Berlin and go. And it's, it's not often you. that you have someone that I think can transfer that well from, you know, their, their own style of music back into the Broadway world. And I remember when I, I saw you in Wicked, I was very fortunate because I, I took my students last October. I took them to see Wicked, and um, they, you know, it's always someone's first time seeing Wicked. And I thought for sure 
that most of these students had seen it before because the tour comes to Buffalo like every year. They're like a special announcement, like Wicked. I'm like, okay, like I, mean, I, I get, <laughs> I still get excited, but um, they they could not stop talking about you, you know, on on, on the bus on the way home, and um, they just uh, it, it was such a th- that cast was incredible. It was such a thrill. So, could you talk about like what was that experience like? doing that for, for what is it, a nine month contract a year? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Okay. My heart has melted out of my body. (laughs) It's so true though. It's so true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, that means a, a great deal to me. So I really appreciate all of those kind words and I'm so thankful that you were able to see me in it as, as such an, you know, almost like a wicked aficionado, like, you know, wicked, you know, you've seen it many times and I love that. And that's what makes me even more honored that, um, that you were moved by the performance you saw that day when I was playing Alphabus. So thank you. Um, it was the craziest ride ever. Um, I, I got it. I auditioned, uh, once they filmed my audition, I got a call a week later saying that I was going to be Alphabus on Broadway in the spring. I mean, it was wacky. Like it was just one of those crazy days that you're like, my life changed, I guess today. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Mom, hi. Um, You know, like one of those, like what the heck just happened to me days. Um, And then it just began. My, my rehearsal process was a month long, um, learned from the best of the best, Nikki Venditti being one, I mean, taught me, taught me Alphaba. And, and MB and Antoinette, I mean, they just are rock stars and they were um, extremely phenomenal guides in that rehearsal process and beyond, of course. Um, and so, so Wicked actually filmed flying lessons during my rehearsal process, which is like a, oh, like a little series that Wicked put out that was like, oh my goodness, the, an immense honor to have my process documented. Um, but it also brought about kind of a stress to the rehearsal process. You know, it made the space a little less safe, you know, just in the sense that I was like, I must perform because there are cameras, cameras. here. So, you know, um, but <laughs> it was really great. And the crew was so cool and kind and and they certainly possessed um wonderful support and kindness making the room safe but you know just that that whole thing of like okay there is a camera here like I better be good um but then I, but then I started performances and I actually got injured like six weeks into my contract really? which was yes yes it was the day that I um I think it was like I did a Tuesday night show I think this was how the week went it was, like I said, it was really early. I did it six weeks in, I think. I did a Tuesday night show. I did two Wednesday. Then I got up Thursday morning to sing No Good Deed for Broadway.com that Thursday evening during No Good Deed. Something must have happened because I, and something did certainly happen. I got injured. Um, and I came in for the scene, um, oh, for Oz's sake, stop crying and you know, yeah. talking to Dorothy. And my voice was just in a completely different space, you know, and I, and I exited stage after the show. I was able to finish the show, thankfully, but, you know, I just exited the stage and I was like, something is wrong. And, and I know my voice and I know my, what I feel like. And, 
And I just knew it, you know, I just knew something was wrong. So I had to go through a recuperation process, a total recovery regimen, you know, with um, speech pathologist and my incredible ENT and my vocal teacher, you know, but that was a really um, pivotal time. It, I don't know if pivotal is the right word. It's just, it was a very, um, it, it was a, it was a grave time in my life. It was a lot of things, but you know, grave was like the first word that came to mind because it was almost like my identity was taken from me for like a couple weeks. You know, my identity is my voice. It's our means to communicate. And it's also like what I was currently doing as my livelihood, you know? So it was, yeah. it was a, it was a rude awakening kind of, but it also was a really incredible experience in that I realized that I needed and I could ask for help. And I think that as humans, certainly I have trouble um, asking for help. You know, I want to be good. I want to be good at everything and I want to be perfect and I don't want to inconvenience anyone, but it's okay to ask for help. And, and that was certainly a moment in my career that enabled me to wrap my head around that mentality. Um, so that happened. And then I came back, luckily, um, you know, uh, I think it was like five weeks later. It was a, it was a wow. recovery process for sure. But I came back and it was so wonderful to step back into Elfie's shoes, um, stronger, stronger, yeah. and just, and mentally harnessed in a new way, um, which was cool. And I think it served me very well for the rest of my time there. Um, but yeah, I know you spoke with Jenny Denoya. I mean, she and I worked together and we carried Alphaba through, through that contract. And, and she was an incredible partner to have through that process. I mean, she's the best. Spirit, the best in spirit, in talent, in, in partnership and support, you know, and that's just so important. And of course, like the green team, um, they call them the green team, Mary Kay, who is the hair master who like, I mean, every day, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? You know, I mean, sisters. And then Alyssa, who was, um, you know, my best friend, dresser, support therapist everything and then breathe love who is the makeup artist yes. extraordinaire you know who's been there for so many years and so they were dear friends and of course jenna claire mason was my sister throughout the process she played glinda you know it's it's a it's a team building experience every single night you go out there and and you know the last thing i guess i'll say of course but i'll answer any questions you may have about the experience but the last thing i'll say about the experience was that it it also helped me learn that it is wonderful to be singular and that's the only way we can be. And so I will thank you. So I thank you so much for saying that my voice is singular. That means the world to me because that is certainly what I'm trying to do because that's all we can do as performers. We mm -hmm. find out who we are, what we can do, what we're good <clears throat> at, what we want to do, and then go forth, you know? And certainly that's something that I had to keep in mind with Alphaba because Stephanie J. Block has done it. Idina Mazzella has done it. Shoshana Bean, Eden Espinosa. You know what I mean? Like these I iconic heroes of mine that I can't, I can't psych myself out about when I'm thinking about how to sing Wizard and I, you know, because I respect these queens so much. Was there one that, that you saw? Like, did you see all of them? Which Alphaba? Is there a performance that you're like, this one stood out? Like, and it's obviously um, not a disrespect to the other Alphabas, but yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah. Um, well, I saw Adina. Me too. And that was the only time that I saw it on Broadway. 
um, and I saw it on tour twice more. Um, and I honestly cannot remember who I saw on tour, which like feels terrible to say, but I remember what I do remember is that there was such immense support and intellect behind the vocals of both women I saw on tour. I just remember yeah. like leaving the theater being like, wow, 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 wow. They handled that so beautifully, so well. Um, but but I, the only time I saw it on Broadway was with Adina. I was lucky enough to go with a friend for her birthday party, being from New York, you know, yeah. it's just like three hours away, five hours, three hours, you know. Um, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and so I was lucky enough to go and see the original cast, which was like the best experience in the, in the world. I loved what you said because, and I have to piggyback off of that, you said such a great thing. You said, don't be afraid to ask for help. And I always say the same thing. I have to write it down sometimes. For me as a medium, we get, and I, I so dislike it when I see it in other mediums, I think there comes this point where for some mediums, they think they know everything. And I always start with a client by saying, we don't know everything. We're human. We're, you know, I might misread something. I might think it's this and it's actually this. So that's why I'll often say too, and, and you'll know, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute. Like you can vouch. It doesn't feel like guesswork. It's just going, hmm, this could be a symbol. So does it literally mean this or is it symbolic of this? Because I never want to get to that point where I think I know everything as a medium. And like, there's moments where like we, uh, you know, in any job I say, we like, we level up the more experience we get and the more ready. I always say like when I first started reading, I wasn't getting things past like grandparents, um, maybe a mom or a dad comes through. And then I think as you get more experience in it and you start getting more comfortable relaying these messages, then spirit is like, okay, we're going to ramp you up another level and now, you know, you might get somebody who was sadly maybe murdered or we're going to give you a cousin. And it's like it starts, you know, like any like any job, you start learning more skills. And um, there were definitely moments where I was like, I need help because I don't understand what this symbol is that I'm getting or I don't understand this. So I would go to my mentor. Um, you know, I always say everybody, no matter your job, should have a mentor everybody you know and most of the time it's not the am i doing the work right you just need them as a sounding board of going like one time i called my mentor crying i'm like this woman was like awful to me during the reading but i'm like then then at the end she was like well i'd like to book you again and i'm like <laughs> and she you know for me it was very much a, just a therapy session with my mentor and she was like you did the best job that you could you should be proud of what you did today you know, and it's not your job to unpack her experience. And, you know, and I, and I say that all the time. And so, yeah, this idea of asking for literally in a reading, sometimes I talk out loud very often in a reading. So if you're watching at home and you're like, sometimes mediums won't audibly communicate out loud with the spirit they're channeling. Sometimes I do just as a way of making sure I'm clear. And sometimes I'll go like, you got to help me on that. Or can you, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll say, can you take me up another level? And it feels like I'm in a little elevator going up and it just, it's a way of helping to kind of bridge that gap. So that's one thing that I struggled with when I was first starting and I just had to get better at going, okay, like I need help on this. And then I think that's the best thing that we can do when we ask for help. Like it's always there, you know, it's always there. We just have to ask for it. Cause otherwise, you know, Somebody might not know that we need assistance. And so 
Yes. Um, Ask for the door to walk through, you know, I mean, and that's, and that's so wonderful for me to hear, you know, as someone who worked with you in this, no pun intended in this medium. Um, And I mean, I, I just respect that so much that, that you have this capability gift, but you're not, you're, but you are, and you are human. You have this, like, it's, it's like not every human has this gift, but you are human. And so, and you're just humble about the practice of it all, which I, which makes me respect the practice more, um, you know, and, and, and immerse myself in, into the whole entire belief of it. Um, Thank you. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I often say too, I mean, cause that's the other thing, make no mistake, like no, no matter the job you're doing, you can't take it for, you can't take it for granted. And I think as a medium, I've seen it happen to others when they start to get too haughty, when they start to worry about, and here's the thing as mediums, of course, we're, we're going to charge a service for our, for our reading. However, but that's any job, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, you know, I'm Hannah and I'm just going to go sing today for free. And I'm going to, nope. and however, of course I give back. There's times where I'm like, I'm just doing this for free. But in terms of, I've seen some mediums and what they are charging a half hour is crazy. And then they'll come out of there and see it, it ticks me off because you'll have somebody go, well, I booked them and I paid $200 for a half hour because I figured if they were that expensive, they must be the best of what they're doing. And sometimes it's the opposite because like if we're charging that much money, we, that's like highway robbery to me, like $200 for a half hour. So um, wow. I was reading this great book about Lilydale and why back in the day, Lilydale used to treat it as donation-based um, where mm. you would pay what you could and people would walk away with these incredible messages because it was just this idea of I'm giving what I can today. And, you know, and so was the medium. So we were like meeting each other, like, you know, heart center of just we're doing this and um, versus like, $300 for a half hour. And the reading was, and I always say, if, if we're starting to get really greedy, really haughty, we'll get our, we'll get our ability yanked so fast. And you'll start to have psychics or mediums that'll be like, I got, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sensing this or I'm not, it's, it's a blockage. It's deliberately put in our path. And I'm fortunate where I, I've, I've never had that happen to me. We all get blocked sometimes because we might have our own stuff going on that we have to work through. But I've never had it where I felt like I was being, um, put it this way, like reprimanded in a way and yeah. my ability was yanked. So um, I love thinking about it like that. I think that's incredible. And oh my God, I want to move to Lilydale. <laughs> it's and what's crazy is that I learned reading this book no one owns property there you cannot own a home it belongs to the assembly ship um so when you die that house goes right back to the assembly ship of Lilydale um crazy where did you stay when you worked studied there yeah so I didn't because it was such a quick drive it was about an hour oh. I just drove but Great. um I I remember I'd going into like a big hall is where I trained. I trained with three mediums that were visiting from Upper Canada, and they they were incredible. But then I remember there is I want to say there's like a hotel or something, or there's some rooms above one of the buildings, and I had heard that the energy there is like crazy. Like the people said like you're gonna spend the money to stay the night, but like you're not really able to sleep because they said the energy is so bombastic in the best way that like 
um, that that's just kind of that that's what I heard, which I thought was was so neat. So oh, so neat. I looked it up. You know, I read more about it and I yeah. saw pictures of it, and I'm like, I need to go there. Like, I, you just let me know. We'll so, go. Oh my god, I. It's love to. really cool, and I, I I've never and when I when I was in high school, I went for the first time, and that's really when I started sensing like, all right, I have to. I have, I think I have an ability and I have to do something. Cause I remember I stepped like talk, literally talking about crossing the line and entering under the property. It feels different. Like I have goosebumps talking about it. Like you feel like you tap into like a different frequency and the space feels like sacred and like ancient and just magical while you're there the entire time. And so peaceful. It's like a beach town, but it's dead quiet, you know? Um, uh, all the doors are open with, and you know, in terms of they'll tell you what, what places are available today. Like this medium might have a reading available at one and you can sign up and they have a little gift shop and like a little coffee shop. And um, it's, it's a magical, you know, place. And I'm so grateful that like, again, this idea of mentorship and asking for help, like I'm grateful that I was able to have trained there, you know, and have done yes. that. So. Um, yes. It sounds like such a magical open base it's, I mean it's it great. just I, I yeah I, I of great. course you feel of course you feel differently when you walk in there because people in there think differently than everyday normal people. that's kind of how theaters feel though too sometimes when I go into a theater yeah anyone you go into a theater and you're like oh I remember when I saw the prom on Broadway some of the jokes they never didn't land you know, when there were the jokes about we're in liberal Democrats from Broadway, like it was the same type of energy in that theater. You know, you didn't have anyone that was um, boycotting for seeing two women kiss on. It was very much like we're all here for the same. We all have the same belief system. You know, even yes. if we lead our lives in different ways, we still have the same. I think the overall like that w that was a performance I will never forget to see how electric that theater was when. um you know, things start to to happen for these, you know, two young women. And so it's like, it's as if it's as if, you know, with Lilydale and the theatrical community, it's as if moral compasses align. You said it best. I could not have said it better. It's I could not have come up with it unless you had, <laughs> you hadn't told your story about the prom. So honey, we got there together. Moral but compass, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to talk about the reading because I read you two and a half, I want to say two and a half weeks ago. And it's yeah. funny, the, sometimes I'll get nervous before reading a client if their energy feels more like very, very business and not in a bad way, just very business. And I didn't get that with you. I was like, oh, it's like, I, you know, I was doing my notes beforehand and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I could just tell. And I remember Good. the first thing I said, you know, you hopped on the camera and first thing I said was like, have you been burning Palo Santo? And because I smelled it in my office and I, I hadn't lit it and your eyes got like so big. It was so funny. Well, I could not <laughs> believe it because, because, you know, you, you made me that beautiful introduction, introductory video. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned like before our reading, um, Think of your loved ones um, in in a meditative state, whether that's yoga or a walk. You know, you you named a couple things off of of moments where it would be 
apropos to call on these loved ones who have since passed and maybe just let them know. And, and you specified to name them. Yes. Maybe just let them know that that I'm, I was having a reading and, and if they'd like to communicate, that would be much appreciated. You know, you said something along those lines. I'm sure you can articulate it more clearly no, than I just really did. that's really it. <laughs> well, and, so, and good. And so, so I took that to heart. And the evening before our afternoon reading, I'm sitting in the bedroom and um, burning Palo Santo, which is actually a recent practice of mine. I'm just finding it so beautifully meditative um, and, and it's just aromatherapy as well. It's just phenomenal. So I have been using it as of like the past month, maybe in my entire life. It's like been a very prominent part of this like past month for me. Um, so that evening before our reading, I'm sitting in my chair and I'm looking at a picture of my grandparents. Um, I have this beautiful old photo of them when they were young and it's, it's them, they're dressed up and they're um, in Atlantic city and it's just an iconic photo. So I'm burning Palo Santo that evening and I'm looking at them and I'm like, guys, like, if you want to show up, Jay, Annette, if you want to show up, you know, I would really appreciate that. Um, and fast forward to getting us getting on the call, you know, and you saying Paul Santo, rewind to that evening. I mean, I am like, my head is like filled with Paul Santo, the whole room, like hot box of Paul Santo, but like talking to Jay and Annette. So the fact that you said Paulo Santo, I was just like, okay, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to have fun. This is, this is. I always say right in the beginning and right at the end when I do a prayer and when I end with a prayer, what happens is that your brain is really relaxed and my brain is really relaxed. So it's these really potent moments for me to start to soak up, to start to soak up messages. So for example, like um, when I mentioned the Palo Santo and last night I was reading somebody and I closed down with a prayer and all of a sudden I saw a match and I could smell it. I'm like, um, I have to really quick. I just have to relay. I'm like, how do you connect with the match with your mother? And she started, you know, tearing up and she was like, this was, excuse me, it was her, her mother-in-law that, uh, that she would never have met, but she was like, I found out recently that she would not use a lighter. She would only use matches. And many times when I'm in the house, I'll start to smell sulfur. So she was like, I, we just know that that's her way of checking in. So I always say in the beginning and the end, they like to just sandwich it and tie it with the bow of, oh, by the way, don't forget this. And that's my time that I'll try to get evidential information of this is how we know it's valid. Because they always want to end on a positive. The whole reading should always be positive, but they really want to end with the cherry on top, the bow tied of, by the way, just in case you had any doubts, buttons. Or they'll say a random word or something like, that's all I needed to hear. So can you talk oh. about yours? Is there any, you know, any, whatever you feel comfortable talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, well, we started off with a bang with the Palo Santo, which struck me to my core. And, you know, I really... I was really moved by how my grandmother, Annette, came through predominantly. Um, initially, she was the first one. And I would say predominantly in the reading, you know, she was she was present. She was present. And then in came Jay, my grandfather, um, you know, and but Annette was incredible. She is my grandmother on my mother's side. So she's my mom's mom. She was my mom's mom. And she passed a while ago, um, like 13 years ago. So she's the one, you know, that it's like when people pass on, it's so wild because it's like, okay, you're 
you're just never going to be able to see them, talk to them again. And I think that's like, that's just, you know, a a realization that, that really hurts when someone passes. And so it's like, oh my God, I I would give anything to talk to Annette. You know, I've, I've always thought that, like, I would, I would give anything to to talk to Annette again, um, one more day. And so this was so just gratifying in that respect. It was like, she came through and I, I, I was really struck by how you said, is, is there, I'm seeing like fabric or like, are you repurposing something? I mean, that I was like, uh, yes, I just literally made a dress, <laughs> which I entitled Annette's house dress because it was based off of this apron that Annette would always wear. And that now my mom wears, um, you know, when she cooks holiday meals. Yeah. And, and so that just struck me so deeply. And I really took to heart um, what she what she came through to say regarding, you know, my career versus this other artistic passion. I I took it, um, you know, it was, it was pretty general in the sense that not general, but it was, she was saying, you can do both. You can do, you know, you, you weren't like, you didn't know about the Rose house at that point, you know, and she wasn't specifying it through you. So, you know, that's why I say it wasn't like, you can do the Rose House and you can be Hannah Corneau, the actress. You know, it wasn't that explicit, but that is in, that is totally what it was. And it's never and, going um, to be. I should preface. They're never going to say, because that's the other thing. It's never you have to do this or you cannot do this. And sometimes they might not, because here's the other thing, not to, to cut you off, but for me, it doesn't. I will know, like, you know, I, I think it'll be, I, you can tell if it's generic if somebody's asking, like, a bajillion questions, like, do you do things in your spare time? Like, duh, everyone does. Like, you know, <laughs> and, but yeah. the first, one of the first things I had written down for you was, like, about career and not to be afraid to have these alternate, you know, ventures. And so, yes. and then from there, because that's the other thing, too, as a medium, you don't want to be so specific that you overshoot and you actually miss the point of the message. That's why some of them might sound a little bit more, not generic, but broad because there's more than one way to get to that. And I never want to go, it has to be this. She's telling me because I could goof it up. And then you walk away, not getting the message that you're supposed to get. Do you know what I mean? Totally, totally. But, but I immediately knew in this regard, I immediately knew what she was saying. And, 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 you know, she also came through to say, don't worry, you're not going to go backwards, which of course, this, that is something that I'm thinking of, you know, I made my Broadway debut and the rocket was, was really taking off, you know, the rocket of Hannah Corneau's theatrical career. Um, Of course, I've had incredible experiences before Wicked, but Wicked is, was the biggest thus far. And so, like I said, like this rocket was about to take off and then the world shut down, you know? So it's, of course, it, it was super comforting to to hear that because to hear that I'm not going to go backwards like just chill girl like you're you're gonna be okay um and 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 so her her direct messages to me were were so powerfully received and and then my grandfather came her husband Jay and the way he spoke with with and like to my mother was was really wild I mean my mother really supported him and and the fact that he came through and articulated his appreciation was was so meaningful. I mean, it was so, so, so meaningful. Um, I forgot when we spoke, I remember I used the word they linked back up. 
and I didn't know why I said it. Do you remember that? They and then linked back up. They And then I said they linked up or something back on the other side. And you're like, oh, my God. You're like the photo that I was. The photo. The arms yep. are like not holding hands. They're linked. And so there's many times where I'm just told, say it as is. And so I'll say it that way and not knowing like. Yeah, there, and then those and, are the moments where you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and that, you know, the Palo Santo photo that I was looking at, the arms are linked. The arms are linked. I mean, it just, it was, it was amazing. And, and also something that really struck me, too, was that you, you know, you, my grandfather and you ushered in the message, like, he is really focusing on your mom implying that there was other children, which there are, my mother has a brother. The fact that, you know, it was just honing in on my mother was, yeah. was really, um, was really, really special. And, you know, another thing, I mean, there were so many things, you know, about <laughs> me and about, and about my partner, um, and about my sister, which was like wild. Oh, and yes. 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 How you spoke about my sister and her journey. I mean, I could not agree more with, with the things that you said, which like, I won't necessarily share right now no, because I don't know don't, if like don't, these don't. people necessarily want me to, but it was just uncanny at times. It was just really comforting as well. It was like, yeah, it was amazing. And okay. And then the thing that really struck me <laughs> was the, the car, you know, so we went on to talk about my father's parents and, and that was interesting, but they're not at the top of my heart brain as, as I mean, they, I just didn't know them as well. I loved them. They were so phenomenal, but I didn't know them as much and, and hadn't formed such strong bonds with them as I had with Jay and Annette. Um, so it was no surprise that Jay and Annette came through very, very strongly. But then when you said, there's car, there's, there's a car, I'm seeing a car was, what did he work on a car? Was there something and I'm like, and I left our session being like, I'm not sure. So then I asked my mom and I said, did anyone in our family, you know, work on cars, have, you know, uh, collected cars? Well, my great grandfather had an auto body shop. So <laughs> which I was like, okay. Yeah. You like emailed me right away. And, it, and it's funny because I went home and. I was like, I hope that one clicks with her because and that's the other thing too. We just know some, so if you're, if you're listening at home, what that looked like in front of me, cause I always love to yes. break it down of like, here's what I'm seeing. Yes, if, please do. If I just see a car, that's almost always my symbol for they're in the car with you while you're driving. And this was different. I saw the car, but it's so neat what they'll do. They'll take it one step further. And I saw the hood open. So for me, that's why I started asking you, and because sometimes people will ask, well, if you can hear them, why don't they just tell you everything? Because I hear what they choose to give me or show me. It's not like, yes. you know, they, they're not speaking full paragraphs like we, like, like we do. So when I saw the hood open and I saw dirty hands, then you have to go one step further and go, all right, I think they worked on cars. You know what I mean? Like it's, so we it's very much a process. It's, it's active listening. Of, uh, and I, w I haven't played Pictionary in a long time, but I would guess that I'd probably be damn good at Pictionary now because like, that's how it works. I'm like, you know, uh, you, you really have to think quickly on your feet because they don't have a lot of time either because it takes energy out of spirit 
to communicate. So I have to, they're vibrating up here. We're normally down here. I have to meditate before I, I contact them because it raises my vibration. So, and then what they'll do is they'll kind of lower theirs so we eventually meet here and we can talk. But they can't do it forever. I can't do it forever. So really that clock starts ticking and it's okay. And I never feel the pressure like that, but it is very much okay, work on your feet. And you, you do have to, you know, that that's why I don't like when mediums will just go, they're in the car with you. You're missing a message there. If that hood is being opened, don't say they're in the car with you because that's not the message. The message is they're giving evidential information. And so, um, I don't know that that's just, it's, I, I love to try to break down for people what it looks like on our end because no, like all the mediums that I've been to, again, it's not their job, but I think me being a teacher, I find it so important to break down the, like the educational part of like what's happening on my end. Um, and yes, I don't know. That's just, that's, it's very important to talk about what's happening on your end because, yeah. you know, when speaking with my mom about this session, well, one more thing before we go sure. into why it's the, the, the power of you breaking it down. I just want to say like after the auto body, you were like, what's an L who's L he's saying, hi, it was Louie. That's, yeah. that's who, that's who owned the shop. <laughs> so crazy. And then another thing that really hit me was the neuropathy thing, but which we can talk about that afterwards, but I just want to say, yes, it's very important to, um, to talk and break down what's happening within you within your mind within you know just within you because so many people are so curious and and I and I'm so glad that you're breaking it down here once again for me and I'm glad that you kind of broke it down before our reading as well because I was able to talk to my mom and say it's not as though Annette was like hey James so so glad we're here today you know it was like there you saw you saw a cloth bingo that's Right. And so you're, you're seeing you're seeing images and you're trusting those images and and your gut with what those images may mean. I'm asking. I'm not telling. So I guess you are absolutely kind of correct. So you're using okay. your clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. And it's often like what we say around like the solar plexus chakra. And we're like, all right, it's very alpha, but, you know, close my eyes and leap. And then sometimes we're getting the clairvoyance of this is what I'm being shown. However, if I don't feel it in my gut, I'm not going to say it um there's other times where i'm really confused where i will just recently i, I got somebody where i'm like oh i have <laughs> i i have i'm hearing mom 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 so i know what i'm hearing but my gut is telling me your mom is not deceased and uh -huh. then i'm like does this make sense and she i was like this feels like a grandma though and they're like it's crazy that you say that because we called her mama but she was my grandmother so that's when you have to go, all right, I got, you know, I'm using this. This doesn't feel right. So I'm just going to verbalize it. That's even for me, I'm always learning on the job. I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't, you know what I mean? Like you're always learning on the job. And yes, I can agree with that. And I can test that. And you know what else I will commend you on that? I, you know, you talk about how like your work parallels work of artists. I mean, you are an artist and like there, there's just a capability that that's a gift at the same time. But you don't have an ego about it. You're not driven by your ego or your pride in this work. And that is why you're, you are successful. In my opinion, that's why you're successful at this. Um, and, and that's how you're able to do the best work. And that absolutely applies to performance as well. I mean, you know, it's just truth. It's just Thank honesty. You. 
ego, it's, ego absolutely will block your ability to do a good job. And yeah. I, and it's funny, like I, I've read actors that, that have had the, you know, the ego factor and I'm like, it will block the quality of the reading and, and, and people, you know, and even if you're not a medium, I often say like, you can smell it a mile away sometimes. And it, it you know, it's anyway, that's a whole nother day, but yeah, I, <laughs> totally. I, know we, I know we're wrapping up, but I, I really want to promote. Can you tell me, can you tell me more about the Rose house? Because this, oh my goodness, I'm obsessed with it. I go on Instagram now because that's the other thing too. If you're watching at home, I have to restrict people's accounts. So after you reached out to me, I had to restrict you because I don't want anything to pop up on my wall. And then I unrestrict you. And then there's the apron. I'm like, Damn it. I'm like, is this it? And you're like all caps. Like, yes. So tell us about the Rose House, how we can support it because it's incredible. Oh, oh my gosh. You are so kind. And yes, I loved that moment when, when you finally did follow back, <laughs> you know, in the beginning, when I was looking to get in touch with you, um, Jenny Denoya was like, he asked, uh, he asks that you email him. And I, at first I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, I had no problem with that, but I was curious. And I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, he's, he's respecting the process of, of the collaboration, um, you know, and, and respecting, yeah, just the, the validity of your work, which I respected so much. Um, but yeah, I, I loved connecting with you and I, and I, I appreciate your support immensely. Um, the Rose house is something that I've started in 2020. Um, you know, it was, I, I came to a crossroads and it was like, do I want to teach? Or do I want to become an entrepreneur or do I want to, I, I'm just not, I'm not entirely sure right now. Um, and then I was sure. And I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur and I really want to, um, I want to create this world, this world of fashion, this world of style, art, culture, beauty. Um, and that's the Rose House. And it's a curation of vintage finds. I'm making custom pieces as well that are gonna drop in the new year. I can't but wait. I'm super, oh my God, you're so kind. It, it, I'm super excited about it. It is totally creatively fueling me. It is providing me joy. And my goodness, if anyone knows about the Enneagram, do you know about the Enneagram? I don't think so. It's a cool thing. It's like, it's almost like the Myers Briggs test but it's like nine different types of personalities um i encourage you and your listeners to to read about it the enneagram it's called but i'm i'm a type eight and that's just like a control freak so certainly the rose house is is serving the control freak in me because it's giving me this creative control that as actors oftentimes we we don't always get um and and you know i really love trusting my intuition as you trust your intuition and and i feel as though i'm being able to exercise that trust in my intuition within the rose house um so yes if you want to follow along um and collect any of our pieces you can follow at the rose house underscore on instagram um but again thank you so much for oh no that link that link will be up i was just telling my spouse about i was like go look at it you know you remind me of like a sally bowles like cabaret in some of these shots like i could just see you like i love sally i played sally in college my my senior year of college i played it i went down you just knew i i went down the rabbit hole today and i was watching and the best rabbit hole like uh i was watching uh clips of you and and les mis and evita and just like just like dripping sweat like i was like oh my god like more (laughs) more and now it's time for some last minute questions if you were stuck as a ghost in a theater for all of eternity and could only watch one show over and over, a musical every night, what would you pick? 
Oh my god, this is so phenomenal. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's between Spring Awakening or West Side Story, and I think I would choose West Side Story. Oh, West Side's a good one. Like the music. You just, I would never, and the dream ballet, you know what I mean? Even on days that I'd be like, this again, I, 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 at the end of the dream ballet of somewhere, I'd be like, all right, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Again, more, more. Yeah. Both, yeah. both are good choices. Um, oh. Any character that you've played uh, that could benefit most from a medium? <gasps> These questions are just slain. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Um... This is so great. Well, well, to be quite honest, I would really, really love uh, to step in Vincent and the St. Vincent Millay's shoes and be red. You know, I think yeah. I think that character would would really benefit because it would be just be so interesting to see and to hear about the relationships and her her spiritual vibrations and how they applied to her, you know, and try to decode mm -hmm. the information that she would get from a session with a medium and try to decode that and see where that came out in her poetry, I guess, if that makes sense. It does, because I gave Carmel a piece of information about Edna after we chatted. And so she's like, I have to look into this. I'll fill you in when we're done, you know, rolling, but... Um, she Edna did come through at the second time with a very interesting thing in her hand. So I, I I'll, I'll fill you in after. Really, really neat. And so Carmel's okay. like, I'm looking into this. It was it was crazy. So, um, oh, okay. If you could go back in time and originate a character that was made famous by by someone else or made somebody a star turn, which character would you go back and try to originate? Fanny Bryce. Excellent. Excellent. And then <laughs> that these questions are the best questions I've literally <laughs> ever been asked in an interview ever, ever, ever. And I'm not exaggerating. These are the best. Okay. Do you have a fun wicked blooper that you can share? Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh God. Like, honestly, I wish I was more fun. Um, no, like I, I don't because I'm such a perfectionist. So like, I just would not <laughs> allow it. I mean, you know, something, something, well, a, a patron, um, like literally came on stage during one short day, like literally climbed on the stage and crossed <laughs> up. Yep. 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 Upstage. Right. Just walked across the stage during one short day, just like immersed themselves <laughs> in us and passed us. And we were like, okay, Okay. And I, and then I go down to the, you know, I go down um, to the trap door to, to enter for Defying Gravity, the, the scene of Defying Gravity. And, you know, stage manager was like, they are being escorted out of the building. Like, it is okay. But like, it was crazy. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> and then I guess finally, and it's funny, I don't really have bloopers of my, the old, like, I, there's no real bloopers that you can have too many during a reading. But the one time I just, I won't say the word because it's like really bad, but I got a tongue like my tongue got tied and like a really filthy word came out instead of like the word that was supposed to be like a really bad one. And like, I'm sitting with like this older woman across from me and like exit. I don't know what two words I was trying to use, but like the C word came out and I'm like, that is I not, it. <laughs> I, was like, That's, I, it. <laughs> I was like, That's not what, you know, what your mother is trying to say. Right. I, I was, I was mortified. I was like dripping and I'm, you know, chugging my water and, so, and then the finally, workers. if we could go back, you know, many, many, many 
bajillions of years when we're all not here anymore, how would you want people to look back and, and remember Hannah Corneau? Wow. Um, kind and genuine. But you are. You are, you are, there is something like ethereal and, and otherworldly about you. I, there's no way there. It's interesting when we, when we met, I was like, I feel like I've known her. I was like, it's really weird. I was like, I feel like I have known her for like such a long time. And I love that. It has been so much a gift to be able to read for you and to have you back, you know, and I could pinch myself because many times with these interviews, you know, you, you get one chance and I'm very fortunate where I, I get two opportunities to speak with somebody, but I know when this is all done, we'll get, we'll get together. We'll go take some artsy. I'm going to buy some Rose House goods, and I will help sell these products. So you don't need help sell them. They're going to fly. Oh, my so. God. Please help me sell the products. No, <laughs> I, I truly cannot tell you what a gift it has been to connect with you. I mean, I... I I appreciate your willingness to to have this reading with me and then of course to follow up today with me because it's it has been a realm that I've always wanted to delve into and um really I, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time and concentration and energy to to deliver me messages and good thoughts and powerful words from from people I really 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 care about the fact that you were able to provide that for me and my life like there are no words for the appreciation that I have so my goodness like tenfold back at you well that really. feeling is mutual so I want to thank you so much if you know for those thank of you, you listening and watching at home I will put up all the good links some of my favorite Hannah Corneau bootlegs and performances <laughs> where you can find the Rose House, um, where you can book her for training. I will put all those good things your way. So Hannah, be well, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Be well. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you want to learn more about Stage Door Medium, please feel free to give me a follow at Stage Door Medium on Instagram, stagedoormedium.com, and on YouTube, Stage Door Medium as well. I hope you're well, and we'll see you soon.